Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. Having enough money for food is a big problem for Bay Area residents hit hard by the pandemic. And now that we're going into our second holiday season of this thing, food banks are facing big challenges during a really critical time. A lot of those volunteer programs have come back because of vaccination, which is great. But now food banks are facing this challenge of rising food prices, which are being exacerbated by supply chain issues as well. Today, a snapshot of food insecurity at Bay Area food banks and what we can do to help. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. I think we look back and remember how sudden, how immediate the impact of the pandemic felt almost as soon as when Shelter in Place came in in March 2020. Carly Severn is a senior engagement editor at KQED. A lot of people lost their jobs. And because they lost their jobs, they found themselves tipped over into what we'd call food insecurity. And that's where food banks came in. And so the demand for food banks, especially in the Bay Area, just went through the roof. 
the cruel irony was that just as food banks were having this need that was greatly elevated, obviously food banks rely a bunch on volunteers, people going in, donating volunteer hours to make the food banks work, to pack stuff in the warehouse, to hand stuff out, and to basically keep those cogs turning. But what happened with COVID? Suddenly, folks couldn't volunteer in person, or if they could, they were greatly restricted. So a few of these food banks locally had to actually shut down their volunteer programs just at the time when they really, really needed them. Yeah, in, in other words, it actually became dangerous for, for volunteers to help out. And of course, a lot has changed since last winter, including the fact that we now have a vaccine. How are food banks doing now? In terms of demand, in terms of need, things have improved a little it is way, way up still from pre-pandemic needs. A lot of those volunteer programs have come back because of vaccination, which is great. But now food banks are facing this challenge of rising food prices, which are being exacerbated by supply chain issues as well. So it is a challenging time. So the needs kind of exacerbated by this pandemic have not really gone away. And I know the need especially grows during the holiday. Is that still the case? Yeah, I think demand is always going to be high during the holidays. It's a time when folks gather for meals and often sourcing those meals for your family, for your community is an issue. This is also the time when food banks do a lot of their fundraising because it's towards the end of the year. Other people in the community are looking around thinking, aha, where can I donate my end of year dollars? And so they raise a lot of their funds in this holiday period. And in fact, I know that the Alameda County Community Food Bank is projecting to make 60% of its budget during this holiday season. That's how important this period is for their fundraising. Need for our food bank and Bay Area food banks wide is not much less than it was last year. Mike Alfest is the Director of Community Engagement at the Alameda County Community Food Bank. And so he has had his finger on the pulse of this and the, the ebb and flow of, of demand, of supply for quite a while. And he tells me that really the need from last year, it hasn't gone down that much. You know, before the pandemic, our food bank was distributing um, about two and a half million pounds of food per month, and that is now consistently over four and a half million pounds per month. And that hasn't changed much uh, since last year. Are food banks in other parts of the Bay Area kind of seeing the same things? Uh, my name is Veronica Guzman, and I'm one of the program's coordinators at Sacred Heart. KQED's Carlos Cabrera Lomali also spoke with Sacred Heart Charities in San Jose about what they are seeing at their food distribution efforts in the South Bay. You know, during this time, um, families like to, you know, access to, to their family dinner. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's typical that they will increase. On top of all that, you have what's going on right now, which is this absolute surge in food prices exacerbated by issues with the supply chain. So it's kind of this perfect storm. And it's why when the pandemic hit, we saw folks in the Bay Area so quickly affected so fast and so greatly. The prices are definitely one higher. So that doesn't mean that it's affecting our, um, our distribution. Um, we're still looking for more, you know, um, um, uh, donations, but, you know, it's definitely, we, we have seen, you know, a spike in prices. Yeah, I mean, that, this idea of like surging food prices and, and supply chain issues, that that kind of seems newer to me, if I think about like, 
what it's like to live here in the Bay Area. I know there was a housing crisis. I know there's a high cost of living here. But what's happening with food prices and these supply chain issues that are making things especially challenging for food banks in the Bay? Because a lot of us are used to this idea that food banks rely on donated food, for some it can be quite hard to to see why rising food prices at the grocery store would actually impact food banks. But the thing is, they really do. Because yes, food banks do take in donated food, that's great. But they also take cash donations and stretch those dollars really far into meals for people who need them. And so what happens is, if they are using that cash to buy food, even though food banks are great at negotiating with food sellers, with wholesalers, it gets more and more difficult to stretch those dollars. And that will trickle down to the people who are standing at the food bank really needing their services. Right now, we're seeing a lot of cost increases. One thing that Mike Oldfest from the Alameda County Community Food Bank in Oakland says is that that food bank, his food bank, is spending an extra 60 grand a month now on food because of these rising prices combined with this increased demand. The price of a dry oatmeal has gone up 17%. Like canned tuna is up more than 6%. Canned green beans, peaches up nearly 9%. Like when you look at it on the face, these are huge rises and they really, really add up. And they mean that someone who was just getting by before, it it, it potentially could tip them over the edge into full-blown food insecurity. And that's where the food banks come in. So the cost of the trip to the grocery store is going up. It was already prohibitively expensive for a lot of people already. So uh, food banks right now, we're absorbing a lot of that cost for the community. We're spending more money to get food to make sure that other people don't have to spend that money uh, and that they're able to keep a healthy meal on the table. You know, we're talking about food banks right now because... In many ways, the the lines at these food banks really have been a measurement of sorts of of the kind of food insecurity crisis. And also it's the holidays, and this is, I feel like, when we in the media tend to start paying attention to stories about these resources like food banks. But that doesn't, of course, mean that the need goes away when we aren't paying attention. So I guess my question for you is, like, how do we keep these resources sustainable even when folks aren't paying attention? It's hard, right? Because as humans, we tend to look for things that are big, that are happening right now. And I think, to your point, the idea of sustain the energy. This is something that a lot of the food banks want us to know, that, you know, rushing forward to support them when when a pandemic hits, that is wonderful. (laughs) That sustains them. This is great. This feeds our neighbors. However, it's really looking forward. It's six months, one year. How can I keep sustaining this energy and donating either time or money to a local organization, whether it's a food bank, whether it's a community fridge? I mean, how close were people before (laughs) the pandemic hits in March 2020? But if people were that close to food insecurity that they required the services of a food bank almost immediately, that tells us something about the level of social support, community support that was not out there previously. A lot of us are one lost job away, one car payments that we can't make away from needing to go to our local food banks. 
It reveals so much how close so many of us are to requiring the services of a community support organization such as a food bank. And we can't go back from that knowledge either. Carly, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. To support your local food bank, the best thing you can do is donate your time or your money. We've got a big list on our site of food banks to support here in the Bay Area. We'll leave you a link for that in our episode notes. Or maybe you have a mutual aid effort in your own community that you can tell us about. One thing to note is that food banks get a surge of support during the holidays, but that they really need support year round. You know, if you can't get that volunteer slot uh, around the holidays, don't worry about it. Sign yourself up for uh, January or February. You know, ask them, when do you need me to come back? Thanks to Carly Severn, Senior Engagement Editor at KQED. And if you need support from a local food bank yourself, we've got a list for you in that link in our episode notes. This episode of The Bay was produced by our editor, Alan Montecilio, who cut this episode, and Carlos Cabrera Lomeli, who interviewed the folks from Sacred Heart Charities in San Jose for this episode. The Bay is a production of your local public media station, KQED in San Francisco. Our podcast leadership team includes Jessica Blachek, Kiana Mogadam, Vinny Tong, Ethan Tovin Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.